everyone and welcome back to No Beer Left Behind. I am Brian here in North Texas. I'm joined today by the one, the only Frank in Austin. Frank, how are you? Brian, to stay to say this is probably the best I've ever felt recording a podcast might be an understatement. Um, <laughs> I am fantastic. Good, I am good, fantastic. Good. Are you are you drinking anything this evening? I no, I am not. That. Okay. I am. I was going to. Um, I even have my my hop slam my hop slam T-shirt on from Bell's. I have hop slam in the fridge, nice and cool. And um, I was going to drink one to celebrate getting the first dose of the vaccine today. And I am not doing that. <laughs> vaccine kind of kicked your ass a little bit. It is actively kicking my ass a bit, which yeah. they say is a good thing. It's a sign that it, it is, is working. Um, but yeah, no, feel feel um, a little rough this evening, but uh, in a good way, I guess. Uh, rough, yeah. to progress. No, it's I mean just hmm. absolutely um, fantastic. A that you got the shot. Hmm. Um, fantastic. B that what is going on today is writing history and oh, yeah. so important and so amazing yeah let's get into it because um, this is something that you've been you, you and i talked and about then, last well, night so, hold on so oh. c c there's c the fantastic the weather c. the weather was the weather was great today mm. <laughs> can't beat that right guys well um let's get right into it because you and i talked last night you've been pumped to record a podcast for going on 72 hours i think mm -hmm. um which is i mean that's par for the course we, we were always super, super hyped to record sometimes. Uh, but no, Frank has actual like reason to be excited. And like giddy is an understatement to the way he has been in the last at least 24 hours and talking to myself and the rest of the cast in our uh, different communications threads. So Frank, what has gotten you so bubbly behind the loins? I think, I th I think it's fired up. Mm. I feel like it's copywritten, and if we use it, Parker's <laughs> going to be really pissed. You know, I agree. I okay. Agree. Um. Well. Okay. So if if you've been at all a listener to this podcast, um, you know that there are few things in life that I hate more than Wall Street fund managers. Very, very few. And I mean, Donald Trump is the only thing probably above that, but damn, it's close. Um, <clears throat> Wall Street fund managers um, are bad people, eh? Um, they are uh, cheats. Um, they uh, use other people's money to make themselves wealthy. Um, they participate in stock manipulation on a daily basis. Um, they... Uh, essentially create money out of thin air by the virtue that they have so much money that they can move stock and, and coordinate against them, each other to 
um, generate virtually risk-free return. If you throw $5 billion on the sell side of a stock, the stock's going to move down and you'll, you'll make money. Um, and if the motherfucking chickens have not come home to roost over these last two days, the motherfucking chickens, the motherfucking chickens, <laughs> um, <laughs> they, well, let's just say they better hope they have, because if what has happened continues, um, they will be completely fucked and they're in leads to what I'm about to explain. Okay. What is going on in GameStop, AMC, and uh, the like? I mean, you probably have seen it all over Bed, the place. Bed Bath and Beyond. Bed Bath and Beyond. Um, <clears throat> what is Nokia? Is the other one? Mm. What is going on? Wow, Nokia. <laughs> yeah. What is going on revolves around one of their core strategies. So, as a hedge fund, um, one of their easy money making strategies. And, and it's, it's been core to their operations since hedge funds existed, so mid-70s. It's been the easiest thing for them to do, is they collectively find a company that has a business model that's struggling um, most of the time. Sometimes they do find companies that are committing fraud, and in those cases they do actually you know, serve a purpose. But most of the time they find a company that's struggling, um, a la GameStop, a la AMC, their theaters have been shut for six months. Yeah. Um, all these, these companies, you know, they find these companies and they enter into a type of trade, which is called a short trade um, of that company's stock by which they are allowed to borrow shares from people that own them, you and me. They can take our shares and go sell them in the market today at the price today because they bet that at a later date they can buy those shares back at a lower price and scalp that little difference so buy it for 40 or sell it for 40 it goes down to 30 buy it for 30 i made 10 bucks a share right so that's that's what a short trade is that's what they do and in doing all of that selling they are driving the stock's with the stock price down into oblivion and they are guaranteed to make money because they all collude together. They go to things that are called idea dinners. Um, they go discuss strategies with each other and then they coordinate. Um, and then eventually one day you hear about a research report from some guy named Bill Ackman and he released it. And I know I've even said, fuck Bill Ackman on this podcast, but fuck Bill Ackman. Cool. Um, he, uh, he'll release a research report after already having gone totally short on the stock, he's already entered the market. He'll release the research report and he'll say, Hey, by the way, this is a shit company. And because Bill Ackman is a respected investor, the company's stock stock tanks even further and nets Bill Ackman even more money. That's mm. how that works. That's how it works in real time. That's how it's always worked in real time. Um, and that's what happened to GameStop. That's what happened to AMC. Um, these people shorted the companies because of COVID. They thought they were going to make a risk-free return. And initially they did. They made a lot of money. But because these fucks are greedy as shit, they sat there and they just waited because they thought these companies were going bankrupt. So why not wait for it for, uh, to go from four to zero and then I'll just buy it back at 50 cents and make an additional 450 a share. Mm-hmm. That's what they thought, or 350 a share. That's what they thought they would, they would, they would do here. 
And um, the past suggests that that's probably what they should have thought they could do here. Um, they've done this for, like I said, decades. It's not, it, it's, it's not surprising that they thought this, mm -hmm. okay? What is surprising is what happened next, right? So on Reddit, there's a subreddit called Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets has a long history of what's called memeing stocks. So they make jokes out of stocks and people buy them and drive up the price, okay? Um, this has gone on now for about, God, I think the thread's about four or five years old. It's gone on for that amount of time. I mean, the amount of people that made shit tons of money off of Tesla calls in that just because mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> is, is, I mean, it's innumerable, the number of people. Um, so that's what they do. They know what they do. Everybody knows what they do. Everybody was just like, oh, it's just some kids having fun. They're making free money. Good, good for them. Um, summer of 2019, a guy by the name of Deep Fucking Value. Um, that's his Reddit screening. Oh, I thought it was his birth name. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, Deep, Deep Fucking Value mm -hmm. went on Reddit uh, on Wall Street best, bets, and he posted an idea. Okay, I'm gonna go through the idea. Let me know if there's anything that isn't clear. Okay, Brian. Okay. Okay. So Deep Fucking Value went out there to public for public uh, uh, financial financial websites, right? So you can, for instance, go on NASDAQ.com if you want to. That's the, the exchange itself. You can go on CNBC. <coughs> the, the, the information he was seeking is called short interest information on various stocks. You can get it for the whole market. You can get it for a specific stock. What short interest means is physically the number of shares that are currently shorted, meaning indebted back to the market, right? To someone in the market, um, shorted in the company, right? As of that moment. So um, the reason this information is very powerful is because if you know what is shorted, um, you can coordinate buying around it. And if you have enough buying around it, you can force those shorts into some pretty, pretty dire situations. And I'll get to those in just a minute, okay? So this deep fucking value guy goes out to Reddit, says, guys, you wouldn't believe what I just found. I think it's the trade of the century. Thus far, he's fucking right, okay? I think it's the trade of the century is what he said. He said, if this group can collectively buy GameStop stock, we can drive the price up and force the short sellers to buy shares back from us, okay? Now, two things, two things, two reasons that works, right? So if you go out in the market and you just buy stock, right? Mm -hmm. that, is, that is automatically a, a, a price rising activity, right? If you then hold on to those stocks and you do not sell them, supply shrinks, bids keep going up, stock prices rise, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're getting to the interesting part. All right, so deep fucking value says, let's do this. Let's all buy this stock. Some people buy options, you know, with stock, options return magnitudes more, 
no need to talk about options. If you want to know about them, we can talk about them later. But people decide, okay, um, we're going to dabble in this. So people start dabbling. Uh, Deep fucking value doesn't dabble. He goes straight up all calls, call options, which is an option to buy a share. Don't need to really understand options, but he puts $50,000 on the table into options on GameStop. Okay. Now, the thread initially completely sort of dismisses him. They're like, dude, you're fucking insane. Even if this did work, you know, is it even legal? Whatever, whatever. But as he's going, right, he's making money. He's mm-hmm. showing people it is totally doable. He also has done some research and said, you know, this is totally legal on this premise. Don't worry about it. If you guys want to, um, if you guys want to uh, go uh, do this, join me. <clears throat> we can all make money on this. Like there is enough shares outstanding to make money okay now how was he so sure that everybody could make money on it let me tell you okay gamestop has 47 million no sorry yeah 47 million shares outstanding okay as a company available to trade okay the individuals who sold games gamestop short had sold 67 million shares back to the exchanges to the public okay so they they took a an an instrument that should never be above 100 Mm percent. it should never be because you're going to pay more you're virtually guaranteeing a spike when you're buying back the shares someone is going to lose money in that scenario so they took that instrument, they put it at 140% of the total number of shares available to trade in that company mm-hmm. and sat. They just sat there. They were like, we're going to make a shit ton of money if this goes bankrupt. It's not even going to matter to buy the shares back because, hell, if you buy it for $0.05, cents, I buy it for $0.10, cent, who gives a shit? Okay? Correct. That is how it would have worked until deep fucking value came to Wall Street. And deep fucking value said, motherfuckers, if we do this, they have to buy it back from us. And not only do they have to buy it back from us, they need to somehow buy one and a half times the company. Stop Sorry, hitting your table. I won't, I won't knock. I won't knock. <laughs> they need to somehow buy one and a half times the company, right? Right. Can't do that very quickly. <laughs> Where are they going to get the money? So anyway, right? Great idea fast forward to three months ago they're making money on it it's nice GameStop's at 15 bucks GameStop's at 20 bucks it's working but it's not working fast and it's not putting any fear into the hedge funds Mm -hmm. right so the hedge funds are like oh funny game guys ha ha enjoy you're gonna lose your ass okay because they are still saying fundamentally GameStop is a shit business it's worth nothing and they're saying fundamentally we don't give two shits what gamestop is we don't give a fuck what the business is doing what you're doing right here should be illegal and because it's not what we're about to do to you is not illegal so get ready so they keep they keep pushing it they keep pushing the stock they're like 
But <laughs> it's funny because there are certain things that you have to say when you push the stock, right? Mm -hmm. As a sophisticated investor, as a retail investor, you could just say, yeah, I bought GameStop and not, it's not a big deal. Um, but they started trolling the SEC on this message board. So they'd be like, <laughs> uh, fellas, buy more GameStop. By the way, this isn't investment advice. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so they would do this for months and months and months. And all of a sudden, deep fucking value had an account that was 50 grand. It went up to 700. He lost some money. Then he wrote it all the way, all the way back up to like two and a half million in October. And then people started believing on the message board. Okay. So then they started buying and buying and buying and buying and buying. Pretty low though, 20, 30 bucks a share. But yeah. that volume, that uptick just kept triggering hedge funds to need to add more money into their accounts, physically cash into their accounts so that they can protect their shorts. Okay. Now let me explain what that means because I, I know I didn't explain that before. So when you are short a stock, you cannot just sell it short because that means, right? So th think about it in this manner. I buy the stock or I sell it for 40 and now I owe, right? The brokerage firm, the money at some point to buy the stock back, right? That $40 for me is not profit until I buy the stock back. Okay. I have, until I buy the stock back, I'm on, I sit on 40 bucks and I can't use it. I can't trade with it. It's just sitting in my account until I buy that stock back. Um, I don't have any scalp profit. Okay. There's no, there's no profit there. So <clears throat> what these folks did, um, or what ends up happening, right? Is if you have, um, the, uh, uh, short positions in your account, they're normally reserved for people that have quite a bit of money because mm -hmm. if you think about what it is, is essentially the brokerage firm is giving you credit, a line of credit, like a credit card to go buy a position, right? They're giving you 40 bucks through the market and they're saying, Hey, you have this line of credit to buy it back. Okay. That line of credit is called margin. So these accounts need to have margin. Margin is just a credit card that you can trade stocks with and it, ha it carries interest and um, you have to be a high net worth individual. Normally um, you have to have a, a fair amount um, of cash that you're trading um, to get margin. Okay. So along come these firms, they've got margin, they've got cash. They're cool. As these stocks go up, though, they have to make sure that 50% of the money that they owe in the future, right? So if the stock tomorrow is, is 40 bucks, right? Mm -hmm. I won't, I, I'm good. If it closes at 40, I don't need to give any extra money to him, okay? If that stock goes to 50, I need to put up five more dollars. I need to maintain 50% of my cash balance in my account that's not included in my short position, I need to maintain in cash. I cannot move it. It has to be in cash. And if it falls below 50%, um, I have to keep re-upping it. Keep filling the piggy bank to 50%. Oh, so this is why um, they're having some serious problems because the stock price has increased 
so much? Is that like, am, am, are we getting closer to how uh, really, really rich people are getting the screws put back to them? Is that where we're headed? That's where we're headed. Um, okay, so so here's here's you, you're getting there. Okay, okay. You, are, you are you are getting to the absolute climax of climaxes. Okay, it is. I'm, it is. It, it, strap in because this gets nuts. Okay. okay, so okay, now we're at we're at forty bucks a share. Yeah. Okay, GameStop's at forty. Okay, what's that for the market cap? It means it's about a billion dollar company, two billion dollar company. Fun. <laughs> Haha, really funny ride, guys. Stop. Okay. <laughs> now you see, you see all these research articles last week come out. Fucking crazy. GameStop's not worth shit. What are these kids smoking? Wall Street Bets is a fucking crazy place. These people are fucking dumb. Like, literally, literally, Citron Research, one of the used to be kind of respected. <laughs> <laughs> research firms on wall street also a short hedge fund um <laughs> subtle that's good <laughs> yeah comes out and like berates these people as does melvin capital as does steve cohen etc except you get that this is going they just all the people dave portnoy calls them the suits they're the suits we're gonna call them the suits the suits go crazy they get fucking livid at that this is happening but they keep covering they keep maintaining the total short position in hedge in, in GME at 140%. They keep doing it. Okay. These kids are like, fuck it. It's free money. The bank vault is open. Mm -hmm. Buy the shares. Don't sell them back. When they come to buy them from you later on, when they have to buy them back, drive that thing through the roof. Leave them with a company that's worth $40 billion, but <laughs> worth nothing. <laughs> Okay, it's, that's the plan. It's so here's trading, what they do. trading for forty billion dollars when it's actually worth two million. No, it, it, was, it, it was trading. Okay, so here's here's. I'll get to the big the big reveal of how much money they were standing to make. Oh, okay. If the if their short position worked. Okay? okay. I'll get to that in just a second. So, okay. So now we've got this battle. We've got our battle lines. You've got a public forum with people buying a couple thousand at most dollars worth of GameStop against hedge funds with billions of dollars, okay? And the hedge funds need to put up capital in order to keep their short position. Otherwise, they have to go to the kids in their mom's basements to buy stock, okay? <laughs> All right, battle lines are drawn. Yeah. This thing takes on its own fucking life, okay? Friday, last week, 40 bucks becomes 80 bucks in GME, okay? That triggered a lot, a lot of margin calls at, at fund companies. Now they've got to put up 20% of the market cap of GameStop, which is, at that point, 80 bucks. It was like $4 billion. They need to go find a billion bucks over the weekend. Otherwise, Monday morning, they have to sell their position to make up that billion, Okay. Or close their position out by buying, right? To make up that billion. Okay, cool. Everybody knows the battle lines. Over, over the Friday, as this is spiking, something wicked happens. Uh, GME, with a very large trade, gaps up. When gapping up just means it skips a whole bunch of numbers and it goes to a new number. 
That new number wasn't 90. That new number wasn't 130. That new number was $160. Okay? Doubled double from 80 to... <laughs> in one day. In one day. So they're like... The hedge funds at that point are shit scared. So they go out and they go to their friends and they go raise more money. One of which is Steve Cohen, who is a complete total shithead. Um, and deserves to be fucking homeless. Um, so Steve Cohen... Gives these motherfuckers two and a half billion dollars to cover their shorts. Mm. Wall Street Bets finds out about it. <laughs> Go to the history. Saturday, all you see is thanks for the money, Daddy Cohen. <laughs> all right. They they're driving the bus. Why Steve Cohen threw additional money under the under the front tires? Is anybody's guess. He's going to wonder about that the rest of his life. He threw money after it. Okay, cool. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, Daddy Cohen. Monday morning arrives. Monday, the stock kind of moves. 10%, 15%, you know, nothing big. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're pushing it. They're pushing it. They're talking. They're, this thing starts getting on the news, right? <laughs> I think Monday, the stock high was like maybe 110 bucks or something. Yeah. Closed at like 95. Triggered a bunch of uh, margin calls again. Hedge funds think, holy shit, we got it. We're good. We're good. The momentum stops. I don't know what did it, but yesterday, in the morning. January 26th. Yes. Yes, yes. In the morning, the stock, again, it's just kind of floating. It's just kind of floating. And... I start grinding meat here in my kitchen because I'm making some sausage and literally grinding meat. Here. It wasn't yeah, that's yeah. Not a grinding, sexual grinding reference. That's not you were no. actually taking me meat and okay. Put I just want to make sure putting 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 it in a meat grinder. Mm -hmm. One second. Okay. Okay. So I put it in the meat grinder. You know, doing go into town. Right? Mm -hmm. Go into town. And I go, shit, Dad, I wonder what GME is trading at. Because what these kids are trying could work, but they need, they need momentum. And it was only at like $92 so it, uh, early it, yesterday. So it dropped and, $70 from the over-the-weekend push. Well, okay, so it didn't drop. It didn't close at 160 If it closed at 160 what happened today and yesterday would have happened Monday. Okay. Okay. So... Um, okay, so they got lucky. They got a warning shot. They're like, holy shit. They raise a bunch of capital. They're like, oh, okay, cool. Um, the capital infusion happened Monday. Tuesday, which is yesterday, these kids are pushing. Momentum, momentum, momentum. We need to buy. If it dips, buy. If it dips, buy. If it dips, buy. buy. If, ask your mom to buy. Ask your grandma to buy. Ask your uncle to buy. This will work. It has worked up until now. Why would it stop working? Grassroots fucking and, rich people. That's it, fantastic. <laughs> and, and they all go in with a brand new mentality. Their mentality is it's something that they call diamond hands because diamonds are forged out of coal and pressure. Mm -hmm. Okay. When the pressure gets hot, hold on tight. Don't sell. <laughs> don't sell. Okay. I mean, they started, <laughs> they started figuring out the power they had right around Monday afternoon. Okay. 
the collective because group, the, the, the elders in the group understood what they had on their hands. A, a very, like a week ago. Yeah. Um, well, if you're, uh, what's his face, uh, deep fucking value, you knew this would work. I almost called him fuckboy so, Jim, but that's not, that's demeaning. <laughs> that's not. Yeah. So, so they figure out what they have. Okay. And you start seeing these horror stories. And this is the part where if I get choked up, it's out of happiness for these people. <laughs> um, you hear, you hear people who go, my, my, my mom, I had to, I couldn't pay her medical bills. So she couldn't continue her t cancer treatment and she's no longer here. Here's $2,000, put these people out of business because they're the reason I couldn't do it because all of my wealth disappeared in 2008. Right. Uh, I couldn't afford my student loan payments because they put companies out of business. And as a result, I'm working at, at fucking McDonald's making minimum wage with a college degree. Mm -hmm. I couldn't afford a house because they're driving up housing prices by investing in them and fuck them. You start seeing these things and you start realizing these people don't care. They don't care if they lose all of that money. This is literally, what did I tell you, Brian? Would you pay $1,000 to kick Steve Cohen right in the fucking balls? You fucking would. Yeah. So that's what started happening. That's where the momentum came from. <laughs> and people started buying like crazy and not selling. Because before, every scare, you'd see people kind of dip. Mm -hmm. Until people started justifying why you shouldn't sell and people started understanding the trade. So yesterday, right around noon, this stock, and we call it, it went parabolic. So it, it, it was kind of trading 10, 15 bucks up and down all day. And all of a sudden, right around one o'clock, this stock went to 160 bucks, 170 bucks, and the momentum did not show any signs of stopping. Okay. It, okay. So uh, for the mar for the margin call strategy to work, it has to close at that price. Okay? Okay. That's the close of the price. It closed at like $175. <laughs> okay. So now think about what that means. Okay. One, one additional thing happened that you need to understand. Margin limits on stocks is normally 50%. So normally whatever you sell short, you have to 50% of that in cash in your account when you do that mm -hmm. to cover 50% price movement because short uh, selling has an unlimited upside, okay? Or unlimited downside, sorry. You can lose as much money as the market determines you lose, but you can only make on that trade 100%, okay? because you're going to ride the company from whatever value you bought it at to zero. Mm -hmm. The company cannot be negatively valued in the, in the public markets. So, okay. All right. Make a hundred percent. Cool. Uh, it's the downside. None of them thought would happen. Okay. So <laughs> these guys, as of yesterday, got margin calls and I want to put it in real terms because this is hilarious. They got margin calls where a margin limits went up. Most of them now have to put up 75% cash because of how high the stock price is today. That number is hundred percent, by the way, um, <laughs> they had to put up 75% of the cash of the price movement for a company 
that doubled in value. So that little $10 million, $15 million margin call at six bucks a share has now turned into a incredible 140% of the value of fucking GameStop. So instead of writing a check for $2 billion, Steve Cohn watched $2 billion get completely trampled. Um, would have been better off just lighting it in his fucking living room. Um, it just got destroyed. Okay. So, okay. Get a margin call. Now I got to meet it or I got to sell my, start buying back these shares. Mm-hmm. Okay. Today. <laughs> oh, after hours yesterday, it went up another 50%. Okay. So now they're at 150% of what they were at Tuesday morning. Okay. And they've got to find the money. So, Okay, so apparently some of them found the money again uh, or closed out other positions again because um, the short interest has not decreased yet. It's still, it's, I think it's down to like 136% at the moment. It used to be at 140. So once again, the battle lines are drawn. Um, today, market opens. GameStop up 100%. Okay. Another day in GameStop. Then you see the little guy at about 9 a.m. figured the game. They figured out how to play the game. And Wall Street bets started pushing AMC theaters. There was a, a, tre- a trending tweet out there called Save AMC. Uh, there was a trending tweet out there, Save Blackberry. Trending tweet out there. Save Nokia. Now, we all know these companies have flaws. We know that. Um, but they're still companies. They still employ people. They still have cash on the books. Mm-hmm. They can still make money. Um, so these, these tweets start trending. And you start seeing Nokia up 100%. You start seeing AMC up 300%. They are some of the most shorted stocks on Wall Street. movement in AMC is much, much bigger than the initial movements you saw in GameStop. You start seeing a a class war erupt on Wall Street. And that happened this morning right around 9 or 10 a.m. In not one stock, not two stocks, but like a dozen stocks. (laughs) And the, the 12 stocks that are the most shorted stocks on Wall Street. Okay, they started fucking exploding, and it freaked everybody out that were in the wrong trade. (laughs) (laughs) So then you start seeing the endless parade on CNBC. This is illegal. This shouldn't be legal. And luckily, luckily, the short guy, the little guy had a fucking saving grace and Chamath, uh, I can't pronounce his last name. Okay. Um, it's like Patapalia or something, but um, Chamath is the CEO of Social Capital. He's a genius. He fucking, he knows markets as well as anybody I, I know. And he comes out and does a 30 minute interview with CNBC and he says, listen guys, I give money to hedge funds. I, I help them develop trading strategies. He goes, this, this right here? is a v- legitimate trading strategy. You just never thought you'd have a million people doing it against you. Mm-hmm. Stop complaining. 
<laughs> he said, you knew the risk. The risk to a short is unlimited. It's unlimited downside. You knew that. And then you went out and shorted the company 140% of the enterprise value of the company. And someone found out. You left the vault to the bank open, you dumb fucks. Like, that is what they did. Uh, and now there are people piling on the train. Some of those people will get run over because they don't understand what they're trading. Right. But the ones that don't get run over will be the little guy. People who know what's happening and people who know how to trade it. Um, and in all sincerity, uh, when you see on Wall Street Bets the post of, I just paid off my mortgage man, I, I lost my job. I just made six months salary in a day because, and this is just going to help me survive till I get another job. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you start seeing that, you start getting it and you start understanding how, how this is much more than a stock. This is, it's, this game is much more than just a stock trade. Mm -hmm. This is middle-class, lower-class America rising up and literally taking money away from billionaires. Yeah, this is wealth redistribution. Because a lot of the times when you hear, <clears throat> and this is just my basic understanding, so correct me if I am wrong, because yeah. this is like you walking into a brewery and pointing at things and going, this is what that is, right? And it's we're, we're going to switch places in this big time because I'm going to ask a dumb question. This is, is this, uh, like these people who are investing, there's not a, uh, you know, a million people putting in five, $50,000 each, like you said, that one guy did. These are people putting in whatever they have in excess, uh, you know, extra to spend on things, right? So these are like, mm -hmm. it's literally, like when I said grassroots uh, taking back from billionaires, like that's literally what it is. People are doing this in small, small amounts, right? Because that, mm -hmm. to me, like that's that's the biggest barrier to entry for stock markets for me and most other people. It's like, yeah, well, my contribution is so little here that it do, it's not going to make a difference. I'm just, it's literally going to yield me the same as if I just kept things in a fucking CD or some shit at the bank. But these people are doing it in mass, which is what gives everybody value. Is that correct? It gives it gives people the momentum needed to perform the trade in the proper manner. So okay. if you think about what, what, what I, I was talking about at the very beginning about hedge funds colluding with each other mm -hmm. and they all sell a company stock at the same time and cause massive decreases in a company stock, you need that level of capital to go the opposite way to do what these kids are doing. So them turning this into a war at the hedge funds, Right. Mm -hmm. They were trying to crush these kids. Yeah. And the cavalry showed up. Dave Portnoy showed up. Elon Musk showed up. Chapman showed up. It, 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 the battle lines were drawn. They had a chance. Yeah. These fucks could have bought the whole company for one hundred and sixty million dollars six weeks ago. But they did not because they were greedy as fuck. And now we need to not be greedy the other way. <laughs> OK, so. um yeah, I mean, it's a modern-day Robin Hood story. There will be books written about this. It will go down as one of the most consequential days in the history of the market, uh, in general, any market. So what is the... What, in When you say that, like, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, Black Tuesday of, mm -hmm. like, the giant drops in 19... Was it 29? 
um, basically leading to the Great Depression. That was a pretty fucked up. That was pretty impactful. What is yep. is there a downside to this that will affect the entire market and like, it, or is it just targeted at hedge funds who make their quick money by shorts by in the short game? Yeah. So so the only way that this particular trade works is if shorting stocks remains a thing. Okay. Um, but think about this. If shorting stocks is no longer a thing, it is good for the overall market. Uh, price movement in stocks will be less dramatic, both up and down. Um, people will not be able to, uh, multiple times over, sell the same share of stock by borrowing it from one another. Um, so momentum down and up, right, decreases significantly. Okay. Um, with that being said, uh, this was a very, I, you cannot run a hedge fund without shorting. You cannot. It is impossible. Um, these people need to produce returns. Otherwise, the wealthy take their money away from them. Okay. They can't produce returns if there's no such thing as scalping. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because there's no such thing as a risk free return, they have created through colluding with each other, this, this uh, uh, scheme by which they're guaranteed to make some money. And they just do it on corpses of companies, essentially. And that's how they make their money. Um, the only thing happening right now is it's happening against them. And they're pissed about it. Yeah. So the only solution to it is ban short selling. That's one thing. Um, and have hedge funds publicly disclose what they own. If you do those two things, it immediately lessens the risk of this ever happening again. But they won't do that because hedge funds can't exist without short selling. Uh, instead, what they might try and what Discord did tonight, which is despicable, is try to silence the Wall Street bets community. But that's also not going to happen. It's already got, I, I, I joined it. I mean, I think I've given an update on how many millions of people are on that for the past like six weeks. But mm -hmm. they're at almost 4 million members at the moment. Um, if 4 million members throw $1,000 at a stock, how much is that, Brian? That's a fuck ton of money. <laughs> yeah, $4 billion. $4 billion okay? <laughs> GameStop was $160 million when they colluded against it. <laughs> Well, and that's the other thing. It's Think not, about that. It's it's like, because this is happening on a public forum, it's no different than people calling, like sitting down in a in a public square and having a conversation, right? Is that what is keeping them, like keeping all the people on Wall Street bets free of any sort of, I don't know, legal ramifications? Correct. It's the public square. Um, so I can, as an investor as a person say, go buy GME. I wouldn't do that because, you know, A, I don't want to be responsible for people losing money, but there, yeah. is, there is nothing wrong with that statement. There's nothing wrong with that statement. I can go post all day long about how GME is the greatest company in the world and you should go buy it. And in the past, people did that, it didn't matter. Yeah. Okay, hedge funds did it and it had weight because people know that's where the money is, mm -hmm. okay? Think about, think about what just happened. We just created 
the world's first public hedge fund mm-hmm. in a day. And it's all of us trading collectively as a unit to make all of us money. Right. And it's in the public it's in the public sphere. It can be audited by anybody. Anybody can decide whether or not they want to participate in a trade. Mm-hmm. But it's like I said, I cannot stress enough how monumental this is. Um, if you're in GameStop and you already own it, please understand what you're owning. Um, you are owning a trade that is, it's not sophisticated, but it will test your patience. So you are owning something that will be worth something. Um, how much is yet to be determined? Uh, the only way it does get to its ultimate sort of end state of of a lot, mm-hmm. uh, whatever a lot is, again, I have no idea. It could be a thousand. It could be ten thousand. It could it could really be anything. And at this at this point, it could be any price. If anybody tells you this is overpriced right now with what's happening, they don't really understand how markets work. Um, it could it tomorrow it could be a ten thousand dollars. Literally, like yeah. if someone out there is the only person selling and they say, okay, 10, 10, 10 Ds, as they like to say per share, um, they're going to have to pay it because they don't get to choose. If you're meeting or covering a short, you don't get to choose the price at which you do it. You just have to do it and eat the loss. So, okay, if you're holding, again, if you're holding GameStop, it is very important that you do not sell GameStop until probably midday Friday at the earliest. This is not investment advice, but this is why the, the, the strategy exists and how it would work if it did work, okay? These margin calls that are going out tonight will need to be covered tomorrow. They will have to buy back some of their shares. If you don't sell them your shares, they will get an even bigger margin call tomorrow. And they will have to close out their position Friday over, over Friday into Monday. At that point, the market will get to determine what the price is and what their fucking punishment is for doing this. And I don't know if you know about the internet, but the internet, internet hates hedge funds. And they have some pretty well thought of leaders that also hate hedge funds. And some of those leaders go by the name of Elon Musk Mm -hmm. and he's actively hated short sellers for a very long time. So if if you're, if you're, if you're afraid, sell, sell your stock. If you can, if you can, if you see it as money, you can lose to stick it to the people who have fucked us our entire adult lives, if you're in our generation, this is your cheapest ticket to just satisfaction. And if you lose (laughs) it, you lose it. But who gives a shit? (laughs) They've already taken millions from us. (laughs) What's what's another thousand (laughs) dollars? So let me ask this. The nefarious side of me, here's this whole whole payout and the, the end game to this. And I have to ask, like, what happens if these hedge funds just don't pay like they figure out some way oh, to weasel oh, way out oh, weasel their yeah, way yeah, out of it this is this is a good okay this is good this is getting good um they can't by law margin accounts are owned by the broker not by the hedge fund 
Uh. Not by me and you. So if, if I have stock that I shorted, right? I've got the cash in my account, okay? And I need to meet a margin call, which is adding money again to the account, right? So that I can keep my share short. Mm -hmm. And I can't meet it. You, the trader, no longer get to close out the position because I don't know how long that's going to take and I don't have the time for it. So I, as the broker, <laughs> go into your account and I sell it. <laughs> close out your position by buying it, right? And I have to do it by law. I have to do it the day you can't meet your margin call. There is no, uh, there's, there's no precedent uh, by which you can't do it. I mean, Ameritrade is not going to go, whoever, a Goldman Sachs, JP Morgan, whoever's holding these accounts, they're not, or providing the margin on these accounts, they're not going to sit around if you can't afford to take the risk to take it for you. They're not doing that. Yeah, That's not the business they're in. It's illegal for them to do that. Um, so yeah, that's the beauty of it, Brian. They don't get to determine when they sell this if they can't meet their margin calls. Well, that makes me happy because my biggest fear would be for them to just do the old Donald Trump and not pay for their services and just be like, no, we're not going to pay. And then just walk away, suffer in court for eternity and shut down and all these like trading names well, and hedge okay. funds that if, they can and then just walk away fucking guilt free at the end of the day. Well, no, no, no. Think about this. Think about this. Think about what's happening, right? So mom and pop own five shares of GameStop. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mom and pop say, I'm not selling until Friday when I know you're fucked. Yeah. Mom and pop comes in Friday. They've got to, in some way, shape or form, they're going to sell their shares. But not only does mom and pop need to sell, everybody needs to sell their shares one and a half times over for these people to meet their margin yeah. requirements. <laughs> okay. So, okay, that's cool. Neat. They're going to have to trade these shares. As long as we can collectively agree, Friday-ish Monday to sell these shares uh, back into the marketplace. Mm hmm the only people left with them will be hedge funds and they will be worthless and they will have paid exorbitant amounts of money for them. Um, it's, you could see, you could see the fear start happening today. So one of the big indicators in the market is called volatility. Mm -hmm. Volatility measures the aggressiveness of price movements in stocks, right? Is it a lot of shares trading hands, moving the stock down? What is it? Uh, when, when the retail investor gets completely spooked, volatility goes up to like 60, 70, 80. Uh, the, it's just an index, right? So that number doesn't mean anything. It's just a measure. So it's 60, okay. 70, 80 um, is where the VIX trades at. Uh, today, the VIX was 33 as things were tanking. It was 33 because it was just people and it was just funds selling into the marketplace at a very normal rate, right? There was just no one buying. So they were selling in back into the market. They obviously had buyers at the other end, but selling what they needed to sell in order to reduce their exposure in good companies because they needed the cash for the margin on GameStop. So if you see, go, go look at any of the big ones, Amazon, Netflix, Alibaba, they're all down like three to 10%, depending on which one you pick. 
they're not down because people don't like Tesla. They're not down because people don't like Apple or whatever. They're down because Mr. Steve Cohen, hedge fund manager, needs to sell a shit ton of his shares. And <laughs> there's no easy way to do it in a market when, <laughs> you know, everybody knows your hand. Um, so, uh-huh. so you talked about uh, the downsides of, of selling or of, uh, of the situation. Uh, yeah, yeah. I talked about how the hedge funds are getting fucked. Yes. What are the upsides for the people? Like, do they have an end insight for those pieces? Or, like, it, it, like, is there a limit, I guess I should say, for where they can hold? There, There is theoretically, to the price of a stock, no limit. Um, Berkshire Hathaway, Warren Buffett's company, trades at $360,000 a share. He's never split which is, you know, generates more shares. Mm-hmm. Um, he's never done anything. That stock's been trading at par value since it got issued. So yeah, that stock is $360,000 a share. Um, so yeah, the, GameStop can go as high as the market wants it to go. Um, now, again, again, people, temper your expectations. I don't know how high this is going to go. This is theoretical. But would I be surprised if someone said next week, holy shit, can you believe GameStop was $1,500? Not in the least. Not when the scenario is set up to where these people who are short the stock need to buy back one and a half times the value of the company in stock to cover what they owe other people. (laughs) Oh, this is beautiful. (laughs) So they're standing in a corner in a room full of people with, as they say, diamond hands, not willing to let go of their shares, their broker's telling you're going to fucking have to get those shares. Otherwise, you're literally going to prison um, and you're <laughs> we're going to sell them for you. Okay. You're going to have to let go of them. We will sell those shares for you. <laughs> They're standing there going, we're not selling. We're not selling. Fuck you. We're not selling. We're not selling. And then the only last hope they have is driving that bid price up the price that they're willing to pay to buy those shares from you and the brokerage is in control of it. So their whole lives, their whole existence as a fund, as a billionaire, as an individual who has taken advantage of society for the last fucking 40 years, sits in the hand of some rookie trader, sorry, some rookie trader at JP Morgan's trading desk that needs to, (laughs) needs to clean out their account (laughs) because, GameStop. <laughs> Fuck them. GameStop, the company who pays cents on the disc yeah, for old who's games. Who's been fucking us on video games? <laughs> somebody, somebody commented online. I was like, finally, someone's making money at GameStop. This is great. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, uh, I, I just, uh, I mean, I have been smiling and laughing and so happy for over two days now, just hoping this would happen. And then when this finally happened last night, I sat down for about two hours to try to put it into layman terms. And if you guys are following the Twitter, you've probably seen it um, on our page. Uh, That's about as simple as I could get it down to in two hours. But um, it is important people know what's happening. It's important that the people who own these stocks know what their power is and how they exert that power. 
um, because GameStop's not the last one. Well, yeah, you uh, was gonna say you said there were about a dozen other stocks today that that happened mm-hmm. that this is happening with. So it's not yeah. like this is a one and done situation. This is going no. to ripple through the stock market. <laughs> family video next. <laughs> oh, yay, yeah. hey, Parker! <laughs> that would be amazing. I saw I saw Brent Brent, Brent Theroux Parker, the guy that does the Trump uh, fan impressions. Yeah. Uh, that dude came out and he said, "Yo, I'm buying some Blockbuster tomorrow." <laughs> so, um. If you if you yeah. do want to read the thread that Frank is talking about, be sure to go over to the Twitter page at uh, NoRealLeftCast on Twitter to read up on uh, Frank's explanation of the shortuation. That's what I'm calling it. I don't know. Oh, yeah. I like it. The shortuation. Yeah. Holy I, shit. Uh, I hope that you um, can read Russian because that shit might as well be in a different language. He actually does a sound nicely. He he actually did a good job of explaining it in you did. some like normal form. I there were times it, that I had to go back and reread. I was like, no, but it's got to be your bull to see the butcher's ass. I think on this I one, I felt like I was in one of those comprehension tests, like standardized <laughs> tests again. Like, Son of a bitch! I got to read this paragraph for the fourth time because I cannot remember Sally's best friend's name or what you know. Like yeah, I'm like my name's Brian and I'm listed in here, so I just keep rereading that line over and over again. I, I don't know why I have forty pizzas. I don't need that many pizza. That's too I don't much know. pizzas. I, I, I tell you what, I, I felt fucking smart after I finished reading that, though, Frank. I, <laughs> I was like, damn, I felt like Wolf of Wall Street. I refinanced <laughs> my neighbor's uh, student loan. You know, that's what I did. I did. Oh, yeah, I helped <laughs> him with that. <laughs> all in GameStop. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's right. I actually took out a student loan in my neighbor's name and I just invested it. It was, I, you know I'm what? Maybe I shouldn't talk on. about that. I shouldn't talk about it. <laughs> Cut that part out. <laughs> okay, hold on. You guys know what's so fucking funny about this is <laughs> just knowing, knowing some billionaire is thinking about jumping off a building because he was a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ, it's dark. No, but worth no, no, it. no. But worth it. It is totally worth it. Those fucks got people out of their homes in two thousand and eight. Do not feel one iota of remorse you know for a fact if they were on the other side of this trade they would dance on graves fuck them fuck all of them you remember that time that frank celebrated that one dude driving into a bridge embankment I do remember. yep i'll <laughs> be mcclendon i'll be and that's when I, that's when i let you guys know my sheer hatred for um for that class of person and you have seen frank go full circle and celebrate the demise of an entire industry. <laughs> and Frank is very happy right now. Uh, well, I'm, I'm very happy for that. You're ha- I can tell how excited you are. I'm about happy this. you're um, happy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so Frank, nicely done, nicely worded in layman's terms. Um, I, I did feel educated. I definitely learned several things in reading your post. My biggest question, my takeaway, though, was... Please tell me that you did not write that thing on your phone. No. Okay. No, Thank God. No. <laughs> I was sitting here thinking, man, that is like, it's got to be top five longest Facebook posts I've ever read easily. And if you were sitting there plugging away on your phone keyboard, I was going to like give you an award or something. That would have sucked. Well, so no, luckily not. I did not develop carpal tunnel in the, in yeah. the, uh, uh, <clears throat> the the writing of that post, 
but also thank you um, that you read yeah. it to the end because yeah. I th- I tried to make it at least a little bit pulling because it there was no way people were going to just read through it um, if it was boring and just normal finance. So I had to kind of draw people into what was happening because it was so it took a little bit. And then I workshopped it with the wife, workshopped it on Facebook uh, with the friends. And then once I got the language kind of right, I posted it to Twitter and it's it's gone a little bit crazy. It's, it's our first viral post as, as nobody left behind, which is kind of cool. <laughs> nice. Well, uh, <laughs> we, we do talk about beer, I swear. So we, do, we do. We do. Uh, bull market. Um, well, I thought uh, I thought your analogy, I don't think it was in the post, but maybe in a comment on your personal page about the I borrow a beer from a guy and hopes that you know it, I can sell it tomorrow or whatever for yeah half price and double up on my money. But if it you know goes the other way, then I'm fucked and I don't have a beer anymore. Yep, and I have to pay that guy back in full. I have yeah, to buy him a beer because he ga- he gave me a beer. So yeah, the way the way the analogy was is I've got if 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 I borrow your beer today and I sell it because I think I can get it for cheaper tomorrow, right? I can go to the market, take your beer, sell it for four bucks. Let's say that's the price of beer today. And then tomorrow, if it's 350, I can buy it back, give it back to you. <clears throat> I bought it for, for 350 and I made 50 cents. Yeah. Um, that's, that's just, that is how shorting works. Yeah. I enjoyed that analogy that uh, simplified it for me because I'm, you know, not in that world at all. I thought you were going to sing uh, Simple Man. Well, I did almost break into some Leonard Skinner, but mm. um, no, I mean, it, yeah, it was it was educational. So thank you, kudos to you. Awesome, yeah, I'm glad. Uh, it's it's um, again, it's just important that people know people know what's going on because they're going they're going to try to blame these Wall Street bets kids and they are not to blame not in the least <laughs> oh, oh, oh. oh so yeah. so frank are you still doing dry january um <laughs> that's a no <laughs> yeah you're thinking way too long on that i feel like sort of sort okay. of yeah. So you're doing a dry every other day in January. <laughs> We've been through this before. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last January. Remember, he was like, "Well, you got to subtract the Tuesday that I didn't drink, and then Carry I drink the Wednesday. Tw- I drink twice on Wednesday, and then th- Thursday I was clean. Friday got trash, so that actually went into Saturday. Mm. <laughs> yeah." I, this is a deja vu. Yeah, you know, we we we've been here. Let's let's call it deja vu. <laughs> uh, Frank Javu, Parker, you said ten days though. That's new, right? Like that's a that's got to be yeah. a record of some sort. Oh heavens! I would heavens. I would think. Oh, I've I've been using that and bless his heart a lot lately. Mm. Oh, bless his heart because it's basically saying like that poor sad son of a bitch poor dumbass yeah <laughs> but in like a nice uh old religious lady way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. obviously <laughs> um no so 10 days yeah i was thinking i was like man i it's probably been <coughs> over a decade since i've gone 10 days any particular reason or just a just a reset uh no no reason i just like hadn't and then i was like ah eh, no 
I hear you calling my name from the beer fridge, Coop. But <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow, maybe. <coughs> I was making sure, then, like, making sure you weren't going in for your triple vasectomy. Your, your third, your no, <laughs> some sort of medical Thank- procedure. <laughs> no, no medical procedures. Um, already did the one vasectomy. That's enough to last a lifetime mm-hmm. of pain and humiliation. Um, team of people looking at your ball sack. Just a, a whole host of people. <laughs> um, I'm sure that I, there, there's a picture of my package somewhere on the walls of that place. Well, you tried to send them to us on a daily basis, so it's only fitting. Well, that is true. And those may have just been leaked from y'all. <laughs> yeah. Frank and I just <laughs> forwarded all the ones that you sent us over the years. <laughs> Try to make yeah. it, keep it looking like this if you can, you know? We don't want to see any more extra wrinkles or half half wrinkles in there. Well, I'm thinking about getting Drew's dick pics on the uh, New York Stock Exchange to see if we can get some. <laughs> hey, yeah, get some listen, you yeah. don't want to short that. You know what I mean? You no, I never want to short it. You never want to short it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, 10 days, and you saw me take my first sip earlier, uh, and it was borderline orgasmic. I'm not going to lie. It was very, like, I don't know. Uh, what is it? Uh distance makes the heart grow fonder or whatnot i mean i think that applies to your mm-hmm. uh, taste buds and and whatnot because it was a pretty glorious first drink no it re- it does a nice little reset for your palate yeah and what are you what are you drinking uh as troy would call it the co-op f5 yeah I picked it up at my local co-op down the street i got some chicken feed as well while i was there <laughs> chicken feed and and Coop F5, right next to each other, actually. Both in the fridge. It was good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was good. Uh, I, I don't know. I felt proud of that. And then, uh, you know, I've actually been waking up on time and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Weird. I felt great. <laughs> felt wonderful. I didn't have this fucking cloud hanging over me until, like, uh-huh. 1030 every morning. It was- great it's fun it's fun i feel like i've shed like three or four pounds of my 185 pound frame oh that's what we're calling it now (laughs) uh uh kilograms oh (laughs) Uh, no i think it's british stone it's the stone yeah 185 stone which that is unhealthy you don't want to you'd you'd be a balloon (laughs) yeah well uh yeah I don't know. It's uh, maybe I'll do more distance in between. Distance, geez, I'm talking about long distance relationships here. My beer has been in the fridge the whole time in my garage and had like a, a, shipped it across the country and things. But, um, <laughs> what? It's. <laughs> I can't see you guys tonight. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have to do dry January. <laughs> it's uh, just proximity. It's not. Yeah, he, yeah, he wrote, he wrote a. He, He's been pen pals with his beer fridge for ten days. <laughs> dear, dear, dear beer fridge. I missed you. It's the first day. No, it's got to be a Civil War style. <laughs> Dearest Frigidale, I have <laughs> missed you and your wonderful plastic exterior with glass anti-stained shelves on the inside. <laughs> I long for ye at nights like this when I'm. Oh, so warm, and I could use a crispy boy from your container rings. Dude, I love all those, like, 
provocative old uh, love letters that were sent back in... Yeah. They're so good. Dearest oh, Mary, I can't wait to see your bush fuller than a squirrel at the bottom of a maple tree. Like, what, <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, like mul- aromas and essence and... <laughs> mulberry bush, mulberry bush. Yeah. Along for first base with you, Mary Jean. <laughs> Yeah, first base, you know, probably was another hundred years or so. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think baseball was invented, so that's going to be a tough one for that colloquialism to uh, to be tied into. Is is that cupping or is that kissing? I don't know. I don't know. But some of them are pretty raunchy, though. Yeah. yeah I kind of like to think that that was probably like the, uh, you know, version of me 200 years ago. <laughs> but it was like really, really, really tame. You were talking I about. The bang. <laughs> That's it. It's just really short and to the point. <laughs> Your dearest Paco. <laughs> okay, I guess. I don't, you seem like you really got right to the point. <clears throat> yeah, well, you know. Anyhow, uh, so. Yeah, this is, uh, this is the first time here for me. And um, also, uh, I wanted to see if one of y'all got Guinness World Book on the on the phone here, because it is my second cast in the same month here. So mm. just wanna, yeah, that is the, the, in the in the industry. That's what we call big shit popping. You know big time. Is. Yeah. Uh, also, something that's big time uh, is the fact that we. Uh, no Beer Left Behind are coming up on a very importante anniversary. Oh, uh, yeah. We're yeah. we're at uh, five years. Mm-hmm. Had to yep. do the quick math. 11 more years we can drive. Yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, we're very juvenile, um, so I think they're going to give us a pass. We can drive our motorcycles at 14. Oh, guys. <laughs> I was in a parking lot yesterday, and... In the very same parking lot is a driving school place, and I'm sitting there. Uh, the wife had ran inside this place, and I'm like, just kind of like looking at my phone. I see on my periphs like a vehicle moving, and then I hear, "Bam!" <laughs> <laughs> and it was this poor little girl. She apparently uh, hit the gas instead of the brake. And just <coughs> slammed the fuck into the back of this Xterra that was parked. Villain's <laughs> got a and, story uh, like that. <laughs> dude, I'm sending you a picture. Oh, God, he took a picture. <laughs> yeah, he didn't go help the uh, little girl. And I rolled the window down a little bit. <laughs> you want to get that glare okay. off. And the... the, the uh, so the uh, wife's inside, and the the place that she's inside of is the worker's car was the one that was hit in the parking lot <laughs> so she's like uh i think my car just got hit in the parking lot <laughs> so yeah that's a, a driving school and uh this girl apparently needs to spend some more time there at uh, said driving school maybe behind the simulator um, <laughs> but you can't see it from this angle and i regret not getting it from the other angle but um she just creamed the back like driver's side rear of that xterra Oh and, yeah, she uh, did. Dad is the one who gets out of the passenger seat. It was so it was like, well, bam, and then you know, few seconds, and then he gets out and he's like, you can tell just by the look on his face, he's like, oh, God damn it, there goes my Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> Starts getting in the glove box, you know, because it was his vehicle, I'm sure. <laughs> Parker, Parker, Parker rolled down the window, looked out, said, "Sorry about your dad. Should have bought GameStop," mm-hmm. and he drove off. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Oh my god! That was like my cool coin phrase, 
And that guy was like, what the fuck was that fat kid talking about? <laughs> he must be a stockbroker or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, God. Sorry. Yeah, so it was um, it was terrible, but also terribly funny. Because like, immediately I knew, I was like, oh, snap. That girl just left the driving school. <laughs> <laughs> we, so there is, uh, there's. Uh, oh, sorry. She hit it so hard she pushed it up onto the curb too. So she didn't. Oh just shit! She yeah. followed through yeah. with it. Oh yeah, she made sure to do it upright. So uh, a couple weeks ago, it was in between uh, Christmas and New Year's. I had off, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna detail my car, clean it up nice." We call that the holiday taint. The holiday taint, yeah. It was right in the gooch of right the holidays. Between, yeah, right between there. Um, I detailed my car, made, made it nice, drove it up to the the middle school uh, down the street from the house because it's got a nice open parking lot. It's got a hill on it, so I took some. I wanted to take some pictures of of uh, my 2015 Mitsubishi Lancer. Damn. That's it. No Evo, no rally sported Lancer. Okay. Um, I wanted to, you know, fuck it. It's like taking bourgeois pics. You know, you, you might have put on a couple pounds, but you still want to throw on a teddy and look nice for your hubs. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to do mm-hmm. that. I wanted to you know, capture the essence of uh, Lance Bass. Anyway, nice. I thought it would be nice to take my daughter with me. And we, you know, she, she has her little camera. She's taking pictures too. It was It was a good little. Sunday afternoon outing. That is until the little girl showed up with her grandparent in the passenger seat as she was learning how to drive in a middle school parking lot. And let me tell you, I was fucking terrified for myself. I was petrified that my daughter was out of the car while this demon person was driving through the parking lot. I'm When I tell you, she had... You know, we all, I think, have done it. Of use your left foot on the brake pedal rather than using your right foot for for everything and just flipping back and forth. Yeah. Homegirl found the brake, pushed it almost through the firewall. She was slamming on it so hard, going like 10, okay? Nothing crazy. Enough to lock up the brakes of the fucking, like, Toyota Versa or whatever the hell tiny (laughs) death trap she was driving. And then proceeds to slam on the accelerator immediately after. So this car is bucking up back and forth. <laughs> the grandma is looks like she's going to vomit in the front seat of the car. I'm trying to pick up my daughter and put her in my car. I was like, at least they put some metal in between my child and this fucking heathen driving. When I tell you, that car was... It was beat up by the time it left the parking lot. Let's just say that. Like, it was smoking in places. I was like, oh, I've never wow. seen any of that. She was, like, <clears throat> standing on the brake and the gas at the same time. This isn't automatic. It's not, like, it wasn't like she was ready to pop the clutch. She's just power braking in a parking lot. And you can tell the grandma is all thin-skinned fingers reaching over trying to tell her, well, you need to, to, to release this and put it just lets it go and just bails through the parking lot at like, I don't know, every bit of 40 miles an hour. It was like, cool, 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 cool. Cop showed up after that. I was like, all right, cool. This is, this is too much for me. I'm going to go. I'm gonna get the hell out of here. Poor girl. <laughs> well, this poor girl, too. She she got out and she was like bawling and the driving instructor clearly heard the collision and came out and she's like, oh, sweetheart, come with me and let's get a drink. <laughs> <laughs> she had been drinking. <laughs> um, 
Well, you know what? Maybe they just need to get them an Uber account. Maybe they're just not quite ready. Bless you know, their heart. Bless their little hearts. Yes. I, for me, I, I'm not like tooting my own horn here or anything because it's really not cool to say I'm a good driver. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't remember ever having any of those. Like, it just came naturally to me driving, I guess. I never felt tense or weird or slamming on the brakes or like it just it doesn't seem that fucking hard <laughs> parker Perhaps you never you, I don't know. you haven't driven enough in dallas because apparently it is really difficult to drive sometimes I well know. i will give you that i do not really love love driving in dallas um i've told you this before mm. Uh, you got people that are passing you doing 90 and like shooting gaps and they're still texting and driving while doing all that. Yeah, I was going to say they're driving with their knees at that point. They're just like, oh, oh yeah. I got and cruise like, control on. It's fine. White knuckle driving, just trying to stay alive. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, a 16 year old girl in a Land Rover passes me. Yeah. Uh, um. <laughs> anyhow, yeah. Well, okay. Driving, fun, great. Uh, Frank, are, what are you watching the stocks there? I am actually busy um, trying to determine which spandex are not see-through. <clears throat> no joke. A lot to unpack there. Uh, I want to yep. start at the top when you said you were busy. We were well, recording a podcast. so yeah, We are that. doing a podcast. There's that. Um, um, you guys were on the rails about a girl hitting a girl. Xterra, dad came out. Parker drove by. And we said, don't need a recap. Should have bought GameStop. Yeah, that was, I heard. I heard all that. Well, that was your contribution to the conversation, but it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, second, please, for the love of all things holy, tell me that you're not doing the research on which spandex are see-through for yourself. Are you? Okay. No. Okay. So Thank I, God. I wear. Thank I God. wear. I, okay. Let me tell you. I wear spandex when I run, but I wear my running shorts over them. Um, it's just because. Chafage sucks, and I've had it happen, and then you can't run for a couple days. Your walk sucks. So do the spandex, total pro move. Um, But, you know, the yoga pants phase is currently all the rage in the female crowd. And (sighs) when you're running in yoga pants and the sun hits them just right, People can see everything. So the wife asked me to find her some that you can't see through because I kept telling her, hey, um, I can, you know, see just so you know, I can see your underwear. And well, she's like, oh. damn it. She, she goes, she goes, damn it. In these two. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'm sure there are some that are a little bit like, you know, conscious of this and they're making a product, but I'm, I'm looking for it. They're called squat proof. One, two. Uh, you chose this time to do that research is really what I was gonna was gonna point out. Really appreciate it. I mean, you know, it's, it's fine. Yeah. So it, I mean, you know, it's just one of those things where we figured it out, and I'm trying to figure out what the. This what is the also is. just a real clever ruse for Frank just to look up oh. pictures of girls' butts. Honestly, or this is an elaborate setup for a Frank joke. No, 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 no. Dude, perfect. I wasn't even it, ready for it. Holy shit, yeah. what if this entire GameStop thing is just a fucking way for Frank to hit us with a dad joke? He's gotten millions of people involved with fucking Reddit threads. I wouldn't put it past him, honestly. Wouldn't, Holy shit. I wouldn't put it past me either, and I don't even yeah. know. I'm turning into... Like, yeah, I wouldn't put stock in that. Yeah, and then he's <laughs> like, Wow! 
boy, how good would that have been? Damn. Not, not Parker, you, you, you need to start writing my uh, writing my content. Don't I'll work on that. Hey, you I can't do, afford I was Parker. Curious. What? I said you can't afford Frank can't afford Parker. That's true. Did, you said AMC is also going through. Are you talking about like AMC, the movie theater mm-hmm. yeah. company? Oh my gosh! <laughs> yep, because they so. try to they try to also short almost one hundred percent of that company. Wow. Yeah. So. Um, <clears throat> real quick, Seth Meyers has been ripping us off for the last week um, using the. Um, no way! That's what drop. you meant by that. Yeah, yeah. No, is uh, it's really annoying. I want my reparations, or no, that's not it. Hmm, it wrong uh, word. Um, it's it's got to be your butcher. Oh, royal, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> uh, moving on. Uh, that is patent pending, Seth Myers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? That makes me think of one of my uh, GMGs there. Yeah. Okay. You want me to hold on? I'll answer. Let me just get it. I've got. To, now I've got to look for what in the actual fuck. Is it this right, your new microphone looks like the top of a like a fire extinguisher. <laughs> Parker, tell me what's gonna get you all fired up. Brian's new fire extinguisher microphone. I mean, it's pretty or, sweet. It looks, like, no, it's fucking badass. It looks like a bottle of NOS on like a Honda Civic or something. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so this this is. <laughs> This Microsoft uh, microphone has never changed, so I'm not entirely sure why you're commenting on it right now. I'm not talking about yours. Yours looks like R2-D2. I'm pretty sure you said, Frank, your microphone oh, looks... Yeah, you did. Rewind okay. the tape on that. I I'm promise sorry. you. You said, Frank, your microphone looks like a fire extinguisher. And I was like, oh, no, Brian's, oh. Brian's definitely does, but mine's been this forever. My <laughs> bad. If I did, I apologize. I did not mean yours. I like your microphone. It's got good girth to it. <laughs> and I've, I've been rocking this snowball too for five years, uh, which is crazy. Um, now grinds my gears on the, uh, you know, Seth Meyers ripping us off, patent pending, copyright mm-hmm. royalties, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Lawsuits uh, coming. Mm-hmm. Well, the freaking, the fact that the word Super Bowl is Copyright. <laughs> Copywritten. Yes. Copywritten. Sorry. Thank you. Past tense. I don't know. That is just so so dumb. Come on. Mm-hmm. Let's say the big game or the finale of the NFL season. Come, you know, come to Frank's Pub and Grill for the big game. It's like shut up. So so that big game thing is so funny because the the. The NFL only enforces it really with like sports radio hosts mm-hmm. and people who don't, you know, have rights to the NFL. <laughs> they, like you and I, we could throw a Super Bowl party in theory. But yeah, you're right. If the sports bar down the street throws one, it cannot be called a Super Bowl party. If if <laughs> if the guy on the evening news, mm-hmm. right, is <laughs> talking about the Super Bowl, and they're not the channel hosting the Super Bowl. They've got to talk to it about. They've got to talk about the big game. It's Dude. insane. <laughs> well, okay, boys. Here's what we do. We copyright the big game. Hope you're left behind now. <laughs> I love that idea. 
<laughs> Holy shit! And then Dan Rathers has to pay up. <laughs> no, we, we, yeah, we just sue every channel, every station. Everybody. Say, listen, folks, I'm pretty sure you can't copyright terms that have been in circulation for a while, but if, if whenever the NFL came up with this scheme, if someone went through and just said, trademark, copyright, big game, right now, <laughs> what would these people be calling it? The, the what they would call it the NFL championship game, which is what they should fucking call it to begin with. But oh, fair well, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Agreed. Or you'd be like the game between the AFC champion and the NFC. Yeah, that's the thing. Like people make it so fucking complicated. Call it what it goddamn is: the game for the Lombardi Trophy, the fucking last football game of the season. Yeah, the, the week week twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck cares. We know what it is. Like the NFL Finals, as it would be in anything else. Yeah. <laughs> the World Series what of Football. Kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> that's just part. That just makes sense for the NFL. You know they, dude. They, the the freakout that happened so in in Dallas uh, years ago when the Super Bowl was held here. Um, I worked at the conglomerate of Staples. At the time, and people like bars and restaurants were coming in to get signage and shit printed, and they were like, well, "Gotta make sure it's called the big game. We don't want the NFL come by and suing us." I was like, it, "You would be fucking happy if the NFL showed up because that would be three more people than are currently in your bar. So shut the fuck up. Maybe you advertise it as a Super Bowl, and then the lawyers, when they come by, they'll sit down and have a drink with you. I don't know. I'm just trying to help here. Yeah, but on the flip that, side of that, like you would think that." The more the merrier for the NFL. The more people promote it and adver- that's free advertising, right? Yeah. Do if, if on a list of like uh, sports owners, I would put Dana White and Vince McMahon above the NFL for people being fastidious about suing others for use of their fucking names. Like if if Vince Mc- if you told me that Vince McMahon was suing people anytime that someone used WrestleMania, I'd be like, yeah, sure. I- believe that yeah, that makes sense he seems like that kind of asshole dana white suing people who are talking about fight island that makes sense i can put it i, I can see that but the nfl what the fuck are you doing like you're not no, no, people aren't stealing profits from you eat shit no, get the fuck out of here no. it's it's dumb um a side note to this grinds my gears though how about the goat going back to his 10th super bowl franklin <laughs> you, you know franklin he just Delano picks a random boat. oh dude he just picks a random team he's like you want to go to the super bowl guys <laughs> come on let's go he's doing in real life what i do with fucking franchise mode on games which is i turn the turn the difficulty down and i just win championships and then i'm like I feel like I want to go play for the fucking Colorado Rockies this year and see what we could do, you know? Uh, They haven't won one in a while. It's to even, to even suggest that it's not anything but incredible is I don't care what you think about Tom Brady. I don't care what you think about him supporting Trump. I think it's disgusting, but to, to think that that man to your point is going back to his not fifth, not sixth, not eighth. We don't need to count it all nine. the way down. No, you just say ten. His ten, yeah, Super Bowl, and he's won six of them. That's insane. Uh, that's <laughs> mental. I, can we just yeah. t- for a second? How old is he? He's forty-five, right? Not even. Uh, forty-three. Forty-three. I thought he was breaking his record of forty-three the last time he went to the Super Bowl, which was like two years ago. Okay. Either way, he's in his early forties. 
Are we yeah. as America just going to sit around and be like, "Yep, that's how forty-year-old dudes are. They're just fucking. They're they're they play in the NFL, a high-impact, high-intensity sport for like almost two and a half decades. That's normal. That's just normal. That's what people do. Nothing abnormal about Tom Brady and the way he takes care of himself. Definitely not drugs. Definitely not drugs. Everything's normal. Um, well, the NFL is widely known for a lot of drug abuse. Yeah, and we're we're just gonna let this fucking human growth hormone or uh, uh, whatever whatever test boost X ten thousand that he is taking. Uh, we're just gonna act okay, like so normal. We don't have to act like it's normal, but we also can say he understands the exchange. He's an adult. He gets. Fair whatever the 200 million dollars or whatever over his career and now he's has got to take a drug i mean it's it, it is there's a very clear pay you know trade-off risk reward here yeah right i just think it's weird um that we talk about that when we have uh other performers other athletes whether it's in this sport or in other sports that people freak the fuck out and they're like, oh, they've got to be doing something illegal on this. Yeah, especially baseball. I mean, I and, was, was going to go with the, like, was it Serena Williams who fucking oh, yes, also Serena. Won, won a fucking championship while pregnant and then, like, six months after having a baby was kicking the shit out of her competitors and everybody's like, well, she's probably on drugs. Meanwhile, this fucking walking supermodel has got a goddamn <laughs> helmet on that has never seen a fucking Super Bowl worth winning. They're just like, what? I guess we're fine. Let, t- let the goat out. You know what I mean? Welcome, goat. Like, Shut the fuck up. What are we doing? I mean, okay. So first off, Serena Williams does not deserve any of the vitriol that people throw at her for her playing career. She's right. the goat in tennis, period. Even amongst the men, she's the goat. Um, <clears throat> second, uh, it does not, however, mean, you know, we need to harp on Tom Brady or any old guy. I mean, Tony Gonzalez, I think, played till he was like 40. Oh, um, fucking Jason Witten is like 62 right now. Yeah, <laughs> so, so these things are, you know, we don't need successful athletes don't unless they do bad things just leave them alone enjoy their sport yeah see i don't i can't because he's too he's too handsome that's it that's all i'm gonna say fair enough fair enough yeah i feel i feel a little little dicked around him um Mm -hmm. so yeah so yeah so so when when it comes to um an athlete that you should hate that for whatever reason is also playing in a Super Bowl. Brett Favre, that for whatever reason say, has a you? whole fan no has a whole fan base behind him, and that has a very good reason to be hated by the name of Tyreek Motherfucking Hill. Oh yeah, that piece um, of shit. He's an absolute piece of trash, and that's coming from three Oklahoma State fans. Um, if if you don't hate that guy the most, you don't get to hate any of them. <laughs> like it's it's sort of like it starts with that guy. And he's got to be hated the most. And the, the fact that Chiefs fans makes excuse, make excuses for him is disgusting. Um, and then, you know, yeah, you can hate Tom Brady for his looks. And, you know, you can do that. But Tyreek Hill, if that's not at the top of your list, your list is not is not complete. The man's a douche. By the way, did you see uh, the Chad Wheeler news from uh, the Seattle Seahawks today? No. Okay, so he decided he was going to try to kill his girlfriend. 
Yeah. Chad Wheeler, it should be noted, is 6'7", 310 pounds. You know, slight build of man there. What? He tried to beat his 145-pound girlfriend to death when she laid on the bed to get him to stop hitting her. She just, like, played dead because she was almost dead. He left the room, continued eating his uh, dinner because he beat her half to death mid-meal. Oh, my God. When he left and, you know, kept eating, like, in another room, she he saw her get up and run to the bathroom and lock herself in there. His comment was, "Oh shit! I thought you were dead. Can't believe you're still still up and around and moving, dude." Wow. When I, I, the reason I even brought that up is because you brought up Tyreek Hill, which is another. I mean, they're they're in the same class together as far as pieces of shit go. Um, mm. I, it's. Wow. It's almost yeah, I had no idea. It's almost like with as many of these NFL players that beat their spouses and just have physical violence off the field, it's almost like there's something going on <clears throat> where I bet it I, you know what I bet it is? I bet it's the pig skin. They're allergic to the pig skin and it's getting into the fingernails and it's causing them to do weird things. Mm, it's they a should like the lanolin. Yeah. Every, we require everyone to wear gloves and masks while playing football. Not at the grocery store, because I have freedoms. And I'll leave it at that. Uh, well, you know, but to be fair, how many don't beat their girlfriends to the brink of death? Oh, yeah. Then we should make all rules based on the majority of people and ignore the like the safety measures that we couldn't put in place to keep anybody from getting beaten half to death. <laughs> well, you know. I'm not saying that, but more more NFL players players are probably good people than not, right? And not all Aaron I, Hernandez. I mean, sure. I would I imagine so. Yeah, but by I, numbers I alone, a, yes. Yeah, just by sheer sheer numbers in the league, I would venture <laughs> there are more good people than bad people. Yeah. Well, the issue is the bad people that there are 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 really really bad. fucking bad. Um, and if you don't believe us, you should listen to uh, Crime and Sports, another wonderful podcast out there. <laughs> yeah. uh, who who cover. A lot of NFL players who are doing a lot of bad things. Really, I did not know about this podcast. No, it's fantastic. Piques my really interest. Um, okay, sorry for the slight uh, derailment there. No, no worries. Um, Grinds my gears number two. Mm-hmm. Um, the name <coughs> Striker and Riker. I think those are just the worst fucking names that you could ever name one's child. I'm sorry. First name? Like, yeah. Yeah. With a Y, too, of course. Of course. Striker. I feel like those are Mortal Kombat characters, but like the, the, the like really late editions of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, when they were like in the GameStop era of their lifespan and they were about to go out. Yeah. If, if you ever meet a Riker, you should probably ask him if they know anything about that island with their name on it. Yes. I was gonna say, like, oh, what's your name? Fucking Alcatraz? Get the hell out of here! Yeah. Oh god, is that your is that your brother Alcatraz next door? <laughs> Shit out of what's here! What's up, San Quentin? <laughs> yeah, my mom was named Australia, so nothing <laughs> worse. <laughs> you go real old school. Well, yeah, Grandma only knew about one prison. <laughs> yeah, this is uh, now a continent. Uh, <laughs> oh, god damn it! Oh, you know what? I I fucking. There, there is another one I want to add to that, Parker. Okay. It might be controversial. I don't know. Gunner. 
fucking terrible oh, name. Gosh, yeah. Gunner. I've never <laughs> met a gunner who I was like, oh, I can't wait for you to be an elected official. This is going to oh. be great. I can't wait for you to speak for me. This is good. I can't wait yeah. to talk to you on the other end of the phone <laughs> in a professional conversation yeah. or, you know, get your emails signed Gunner. Yeah. And it's usually like, those are usually like uh, alliterative names, especially. So it's like, uh, Gunner. I don't know. Uh, Gunner. Yeah. I can't even think of a fucking last name. Starts with G. Gunner Green. Okay, Gunner, cool. Yeah, Gunner Green. All right. Good job, mom and dad. That's really cool. Is it middle name with a G too? <laughs> so, so if you think about this, right? <laughs> okay, there have been studies done on this that be, if you have right, so I mean, it's unfortunate, but poor people who the majority of poor people are non-whites, right? Um they tend to have some creative naming uh and it's it's a cultural thing it's not like sorry it's a class thing it's not necessarily just a culture thing because rednecks do it people in 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 uh like poor areas of mexico do it it's it's just like for whatever reason it's it's a trend that associates pretty well with people without money okay mm -hmm. now you're treading we very know. lightly. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm trying not to offend, but it is it no, is true. Okay. It's, yeah, it's true. Um uh but uh we know this. This is factual. Okay. This is factual information. What I'm seeing though, and I think you guys are getting at this as well, is as a as educated people, that study's been presented to you multiple times throughout your career. In statistics, it's been presented to you. It, you've heard this before. This is not news. Mm -hmm. And then you see this friend that also went to college, that also heard this, that named their kid Gunner. And you're like, do you understand what you just did? Oh, I, yeah. Played right into it. Yeah. I mean, I, it's just, I would much, I would, I would take punctuation marks in my child's name before I named him Gunner. That actually, for, that's actually fancy. Sure have a L apostrophe. Andrew, like Andrew, hundred percent. Before I would name him Gunner. Yeah, because you could just Hunter drop. You can you can Mason. easily easily drop the L. It's a new name. What do you do with Gunner? Drop the G. Owner. And you're still an asshat. <laughs> I mean, it's not. You can't it's do it. You I'm know what? Gunner. Oh, hi, Frank, Gunner. Frank, it's pronounced Gunner. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and yeah. then and then when when they finally realize what they've done, they do that shit. Yeah. They they invent this new naming right, and it's like. No, sir. That says Gunner. I oh, I thought it was like just Gun. Yeah, G Gunnar. <laughs> so I I remembered another one that fucking I'm gonna piggyback off your grinds my gears because this one gr has been yeah. grinding my yeah. gears. So I was a kid in our daughter's dance class, and the kid had two younger brothers. One named Jack, the other one named Ryan. Shit you not, they named these two boys who were not twins. They were born a year apart. Jack Ryan. Mm. And I like when they introduced themselves, it was a full like eastbound and down moment where I like looked at them and was like, Y'all big Tom Clancy fans? Or and they were like, Yeah, actually. It was like, that's fucking stupid. All right, good deal. So <laughs> y'all are looking at me. D well, Tom Clancy has an entire series, a Jack Ryan book series, and now it's oh, made into a TV show. They name their kid after a fucking TV show. I'm like, oh, this is my daughter. Um, her name is Pam, and uh, my other daughter, whose name's Angela, and then obviously Michael, 
uh, Michael Scott Lesher. That's who we have here. <laughs> uh, hey, I would still rather that than Gunner. Stryker um, and Riker were those? Are those real people? Um, yeah. Are they related to one another? Um, no. Oh, okay. No, I've I've no multiples of each. What? I know. I know. Wait, you've no multiple gunners? No, multiple strikers nope. and and Rikers. Mm-hmm. Rikers? R y k e r. I'm. I, I don't. No. 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 I. I get. But <laughs> I don't. I, I, okay. <laughs> if you've if you've been in America. You know Rikers Island exists, right? And, and you, you know what Frank, Rikers Island is. Frank, 70% of people are just flat out fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This Do y'all not remember can... that one kid who was named Adolf like in 2012? Like, <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No clue. I just like the name. It sounds cool. It rolls up son, Adolf. <laughs> Adolf. Name my son Adolf. Come with me, sir. Yeah. Look off into that mountain. You see way up there? Look, squint real close. <laughs> just shoot him in the back of the head. <laughs> so you, you could you imagine being in the fucking delivery room and the nurse goes, What's his name? And the lady goes. Oh, Adolf. <laughs> and she opens up YouTube on the lady's phone and she goes, ma'am, here's World War II. Call me in when you're done. Honestly, oh. as offended as offended as a, uh, I would be as a nurse who helped deliver, bring this happy, healthy baby into the world and then bundle him up, hand him over to the parents. I'm like, well, what are you going to name him? Racker. Oh, cool. Are you going to, yeah. with a Y? Yeah, with a Y, huh? All right. Did you have a gender reveal party where you shot a propane tank with some oh, yeah. high velocity I mean, round? You did? Okay. Yeah, this, this all checks. Worst fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I think they just come out with a mullet like I'm rocking. Like, no, no. A mullet. Starter kit. A mullet's too classy. It's it's too racer friendly. They, they just mm. come out with a fucking. A proud boy's uh, white supremacist haircut, and then they just wonder why they only do. Is that a little swastika tattoo on his left uh, peck? (laughs) That's a birthmark, actually. Grandpa Adolf passed it on. (laughs) Oh, I I see. Uh, Yeah, just terrible. Do you have another grinds my gears? I do. I have Uno Moss. Okay, hit us with it. Okay. Well, sorry, I've got two. This is a real quick hitter. Ah. Uh, Whatever. And I feel like this is a recycled one. Uh, whenever your dong hits the front of the toilet, oh. especially in public. Oh, yes. That's disgusting. Yeah, no. It's the worst. We, you don't know where that's been. Yeah, mm. at all. That that dong could have been. We're talking about the toilet, huh? Okay, uh-huh. never mind. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just it kind of like just taints your whole day. Like the rest of your day, you're just kind of like <sighs> grossed out. I mean, I just, I just won like $600 in a scratch for ticket, but... Earlier today, I touched my dong to the front of the toilet seat at the gas station. Ruined it. Null and void the rest of your day. Uh, it's just... It, it, well, so, so, worse than that is flashback. Well, also, the worst part about the, the front of the toilet, let's call it tap, um, you don't have a solution for it right then and there. Uh-huh. So you're sitting there and you're like... Okay, I I guess I could wash it in the sink, but that's really fucking weird. 
You're going to pants all the way to your okay. ankle with your nutsack resting on the edge of the sink. <laughs> There's, I, I guess, yeah, and then if it's multiple stall situation, no fucking way. No. Then the other option is, is I could use this toilet paper, but then you get that little, you know, flaky uh-huh. shit. Oh, uh, yeah, no. Yeah, it looks so like you're not doing that. Little and also, that's not like you, 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 Yeah, I was gonna say your dick yeah. cut itself shaving this morning. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so 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 um, you could you could uh, you could do the dab with with the toilet paper, but yeah, you could look like a fucking mummy at the end of it. Um, so not an option. Now now, where are you at? Hand sanitizer. Hand sanitizer. Oh, we all got ooh. it on us. Dude, listen. If you have, Ooh. if you turns like a mother. if you yeah, can't I'll take, take my chances with what I touch. Hey, listen. It's gonna kill it all. Even some stuff that you brought with you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's gonna get clean. As a matter of fact, that you might be able to flip it. Flip, boom. Flip it. Turn it into an opportunity when you get home. The old misses. You, you're like, hey, guess what? Clean this bad boy. Hand sanitizer. Eighty percent alcohol. Right up for you. Hey, what are we gonna do about that? And then she tells you to get your ass in the kitchen and make dinner. And you're like, yes, ma'am. Okay, let's go. And then she's like, it smells like pure green alcohol. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, it smells like a frat party. And you're like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, was that uh, some of that early pandemic uh, oh, distillery? The vodka hand, the vodka hand sanitizer? <laughs> God damn it. It sucks when you catch that. You just like use it. You see oh, a, a yeah, hand pump and you're worst. like, oh, cool. Uh, you're thinking it's going to be nice and gel and it just... Uh, <laughs> jizzes all over your hand and whatever you're wearing because it just fucking fires out like a busted sprinkler Dude. yeah or like 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 trying to pee post intercourse it just goes out in like oh, two yeah. different streams like oh, that's yeah. the worst whenever the pump's got some backup in it <laughs> and it's unpredictable it'll shoot you in the face or like on your pants or or yeah. just deliver a, a humongous load of hand sanitizer <laughs> like, what am i gonna do with this yeah now what I, you know what I end up doing? I just rub it on things around me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, 100%. It's just, if, I, if I'm at the store and it's, oh, fuck. Well, going on the cart, just to rub it all over doing the my fucking part. thing. Um, okay, so that's uh, number three. Number four. Okay. What are we doing with ourselves? I with really let it go. Tags oh, on pillows and mattresses. Like, just get the fuck out. Stop We've it. been asking that for decades. It's Big Tag. Big Tag's at it again. Big Tag, yeah. They, they're best friends with Big Mattress and Big Pillow. Mm-hmm. And they're like, you got to put these obnoxious, like seven of these obnoxious tags on the sign that say, can only be removed by purchaser or whatever. Question. This is for both of y'all. We're all in agreement that we hate tags on pillows, especially. Because mm-hmm. they're mm-hmm. Yeah. one of the biggest pains in the asses. Yeah, my pillow. Start selling a pillow with no tags. Do you buy it, Parker? A hundred percent. Yeah. No. Whoa. Oh. Whoa. Yeah. The and, dude uh, looks like Charlie's uncle on "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia." You know the the lawyer yeah. who's not a lawyer yeah. who puts fake fake hands on. It's that <laughs> fucking that guy. <laughs> it's that guy. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, and his hands fall off and he freaks out in the middle of court. It's the my pillow <laughs> guy. <laughs> he swears success in court. Yeah, is totally correlated with the size <laughs> of his hands. <laughs> That's on my um, pillow, guy. <laughs> I did fucking best. That and the kitten mittens. Oh yeah, and the kitten. It's mittens for your kitten. <laughs> I almost bought a my pillow recently because we just like 
we've been in this like, <laughs> uh, perpetual pursuit of the uh, <laughs> the perfect pillow, right? Like the, Parker, the endless summer poster, but it's me carrying a pillow. Parker, a please forward in the sunset. Please, God, put out a YouTube video or like a YouTube page that is just, <laughs> just you, you, you reviewing pillows. pillows. I would watch Review. the fuck out of it. <laughs> Dude, that would be good reviewing pillows. Oh, man. I got. Could you imagine the beginning of that that video? <laughs> thanks, thanks to my pillow for today's review. <laughs> and it's literally five days you sleep on on a pillow, and every morning you wake up and give a one minute review. Like, would you still in bed about how you slept that night? Doesn't and make sure. Make sure, make sure the video is like twenty minutes long. Oh, make sure yeah. there's a whole bunch of callouts. For subscribing before you even start the review and bar and charts. You start the review. Don't don't hint at any of the completeness of the review. Okay? Yeah, no. Don't ever hint at how much you like it until like the last thirty seconds. And then charts. You have to have charts. If you need okay. charts, Frank right, and I will. So we're your chart guy. We'll okay. put together charts. They'll be meaningless. Um, well, screw twenty minutes. I'm thinking like the full seven hour sleep. Like like film it like I'm doing a sleep study. Oh my I god! Like Kevin yes. would really appreciate that. <laughs> well, no, actually, we're gonna have to block him from that page. But <laughs> seven hour long videos of you just, just fucking just... sleeping, scratching your ass in the middle of the night, or Man. uber close ups of just your head on the pillow. That would be good too. Ooh, I can I can see the value of that. That's probably a niche market for that. But then there's like fucking 500 videos because you do one every day and Dude. it's it's a week you have to understand which which pillow works best i found some of the cheapest ones seem to be the best man <laughs> i've dropped 90 dollars on a fucking pillow you dropped 90 dollars on yeah, a pillow i'm not proud to say that jesus but i did and it it doesn't make its rounds to the bed like it stays over in the corner like a bad child you know what? It's, uh, that, that, it's that I would say that is the craziest shit I have ever heard. Ninety dollars for a pillow, but it's Times not. Two. You bought two. You bought one hundred eighty dollars worth I of know. pillow. It was dumb. Should have just bought one, trialed that one, and then went back if we liked it. Didn't do that. Didn't do that. Wow. You know, but that was in my younger years. That was about five years ago. I wouldn't do that now. <laughs> as a Thirty-four year old. <laughs> this is pre-podcast. You didn't. You weren't this enlightened is... to where you. Well, were. also. <clears throat> He also uh, so I had more oh, okay. money in my wallet to drop. <laughs> okay, this is making more sense now. <laughs> so, so, so uh, uh, pre-podcast days, um, were you having neck issues? Um, I don't think so. I think it's a setup. while sleeping. Because I mean, if you if you really hated your pillow this much, and only now. <laughs> upgraded and now you hate the other pillow as well how long have you been like waking up just dog shit not in a good mood well um he's known you know, for been, about what 20 years well, almost 15 I'm, years almost 15 years <laughs> every day i'm like damn it i gotta really break that relationship off <laughs> i mean i'll be uh, and i the other reason i say that is the biggest thing you can do in terms of life-changing things Getting a pillow, a new pillow. Okay. <laughs> got a pillow. I've got a lot of them. <laughs> getting, got $200 getting a pillow that, of fits, that fits you. Buy them off Amazon. Test them out right away. Coconut core pillows are real good. I um, do like those. I like the bamboo. Get a, get a good pillow and and get get a good mattress. Don't don't buy the box spring shit. Um, <clears throat> get get a uh, 
So I personally own a tuft and needle, which is like a memory foam. Mm. And then I put a, a topper on it, a topper. And the topper is where you can choose how, you know, firm the mattress is. Mm. But you yourself are a bottomer, correct? Right. Yeah, that's obviously. correct. Obviously, you that's can correct. generate. So I, I actually sleep under the mattress topper. Just missing it all together. Kind of it's like it's in good. between the layers. It's like a, a Frank sandwich. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Oh, okay. Well, no, I mean, we definitely. I'm not over. letting you go there, Brian. That's <laughs> <No>, fine. <laughs> good. That was good, though. That was very good. Guys, we've talked about this before. You can generate a lot of thrust from the bottom. That's correct. Um, those. That's science. You have a good. Yeah, Bill and I talked about that once when I was a child. Um, I. That was not Bill. Mattress. That was that was a different Bill. <laughs> you needed to report him. <laughs> yeah. That. Did change the whole trajectory of my life. <laughs> um, the, the tags is just so dumb, though. It's just like what is so what, the mattress thing and the pillows, and you got to cut them all off or rip them off, and then fuck up the seams. And but you get you that can't is, keep them on, man. Because if you're a if you're a um, a belly sleeper like myself. They you scratch you. on that side of that pillow, dude. Right there in this, the honey spot is right where the <laughs> damn tags will be. 3 a.m., wake you up. So I, I have to ask this. I can't let this go. <laughs> Do you have pillowcases on these pillows? No. Yes, but you can still feel them through it, man. Do, you can. You can. I, yeah. I would, just a suggestion, if the tag is bugging you, one, you can cut them off. And ain't nothing to cut that bitch off, okay? I did. I do. Um, and if you're worried about the little stubble catching you every now and then, because sometimes you can't cut quite close as close as you would mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. just get a better fucking pillowcase. I think is really what is in call, is told. This is in call here, and then just put the tag in first if you got an inload pillowcase, and then you, boom, done. Well, big problem yeah, solved. Really, but I'm not. It's not like I'm rocking an <clears throat> ultra thin skin condom pillowcase. Yeah, well, you. <laughs> You got the near skin? Uh, yeah, the near skin. Whatever it is. Uh, no, I mean, I, and yeah, I get it. And I took the tags off. It's just burdensome. It's, it's like burdensome. Uh, one of my grandpa gears in the last six months about damn children's toys packaging where it, <laughs> you, you got to have a workshop to get it open. I was reminded of one of your grinder gears uh, earlier this week in which you started out by just saying school buses. Am I right? <laughs> That was one of your grinds my gears. Yes. <laughs> so yes. on par. That happened. That did happen. School I mean, buses. Am I right? Uh, anyhow, okay. That's that's all I got for y'all, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, <clears throat> I'm gonna I'm gonna double down, agree with you on the pillow tag thing. They need to make it easier to cut them off. They don't need to be made out of fucking uh, forty gauge cardboard. Yeah, perforate them. Um, perforate them. <clears throat> we can just tear them off. <laughs> and then. Um, yeah, perforate them so we can perforate. just tear them off. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, make yourself happy. Get a new pillow. Get a mattress topper. Sleep in between them. Be the bottom bitch. It's fun. What? <laughs> mattress topper is not the issue here. It's, it's no, 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 no. But in I, some I people's like case, the only reason I added the suggestion of the mattress is a lot of people put up with a shitty mattress for a long time. Not this girl. And you're spending hours on that bitch. Come on yeah. now. Get yourself a good mattress. And, 30 year life. And 30 year life. And 
it needs to be able to put up with some action. You know what I mean? Wow. It does. Of course. I mean, <laughs> when the beds are rocking, don't come a knocking. Hey, you don't want to. Yeah. You don't want to be. You know, halfway to Pound Town, and a fucking spring <laughs> shoots up your ass, or mm-hmm. maybe you do. Either yeah. way, we appreciate yeah. you. Uh huh. <laughs> and yeah, that one minute and thirty mark into your uh, action, you needed to withstand that force. That's forty-five seconds too long, my friend. <laughs> Well, you said you don't want to be halfway to... <laughs> see what I did. Okay. Yeah, you see what... Double entendre. Du- or okay. tri- triple. Take us out of this, Diage. Double entendre. Okay. Uh, oh, coming in hot. Sorry. Had that volume turned. Yeah, that up. blew my speakers. You're Hello? Welcome. No. Yeah. Please, talk in your microphone speakers that were blown. <laughs> uh, well, we appreciate you checking us out uh, each and every week. Oh, if you liked what you heard, please leave us a review over on iTunes or I guess Apple Podcast. Uh, if your podcast platform has a review available, drop us the highest number you have. A million stars. If you can give it, give it all. We appreciate it. Um, <clears throat> if you ever need to reach out and contact us, uh, hit us up over on Gmail at nobeardleftbehindcast at gmail.com. Or if you want to reach directly into our pockets and, uh, you know, vibrate us while we're going throughout our day you can hit us up over on our social media pages at no beer left cast on twitter and instagram okay see what i did there frank i i'm offering i'm offering you a free like tickle it. job there in your front <clears throat> pocket so until next time for brian here in north texas i am out Mm-mm. uh thanks for letting me join guys twice in one month record pr if you will in the crossfit world <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if I have another daughter, I'm going to name her Entendra. So uh, for Parker in uh, far, far north Austin, Texas, I'm out. For Frank, first off, thanks first and foremost if you made it this far, because that means you listened through about an hour of stock talk, which hopefully wasn't too boring, but it was very a, important. It was a shortuation. It was a short, yeah, of the the epic 2021 shortuation that we mm-hmm. find ourselves in. Um, as a quick example of the trolls that are currently going <coughs> going on on the uh, Wall Street Bets forum that is now back open. It was shut down for about an hour tonight for some maintenance. Um, Rockasaurus Rex says, I just like the cock. Shit, I mean stock. <laughs> I'm out. 